All right, today on the show, D is back as she, Eric, and I have an open discussion about the UFC and MMA, ancient sunken canoes, lots of history of Madison, Wisconsin, and the problem with the two Marvel Quicksilvers. We then welcome in our friend Glenn Merzer, who has a unique rant done in play form. We then all play a game together as Glenn sticks around for that. And then it's news time as we make Greta Thunberg happy with carbon footprint labeling. Then we talk about the difference between girlfriends and wives, Dutch ovens, the movie Dogma, and NBA star Chris Paul. But first, let me tell you about Next Wave. Yeah, Next Wave Services is a website design company that provides high-quality website design and maintenance work for businesses at a flat rate. Next Wave was born from the idea that everybody needs access to seamless, reliable, and professional website design and maintenance service on a consistent basis. Next Wave believes that their excellent track record of repeat business is proof of their commitment to delivering first-class service all of the time. Now get a free website consultation when you check them out online at nextwaveservices.com. Founded way back in 1998, which is as long as I have been married and damn, that is a long time. It's Next Wave Services. It's time now for the Real Men Eat Plants podcast, your daily dive into sports, pop culture, beer, and food with a plant-based spin. I'm Deep, and along with news anchor Sarah Carlson, producer Eric Rogers, and the rest, here is a man who has never put ketchup on a hot dog. Well, hello, hello. What is up? And welcome on in to the Real Men Eat Plants podcast. We are back and better than ever with Eric Rogers, who you can find all over social media at Eric Rogers Brand, and also with the amazingly talented. D. Biznatch, who is here live from her bedroom somewhere in the bowels of Madison, Wisconsin. Hello, <laughs> D. Uh, and uh, you can find me over at RMEP Rich. Remember to check us out at realmeneplants.com and like and support us and all of that kind of good stuff by hitting that support button and subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. They come out kind of sporadically lately because uh, mostly me. I've been super freaking busy. But anyways, uh, make sure you take the 30-day challenge, read the blogs, you YouTube channel, all that other kind of good stuff. We are actually, I talk about being busy. I'm hitting like my busy time right now. And D is actually bore witness to me doing my PA announcing stuff. Um, and Eric has to, in fact, Eric is actually filled in for me at, at times. And so I, yeah, I, I love that too. So like this week I have Badger men's soccer to do. That is tomorrow night. Then I got Badger Women's Hockey. The start of their season at home starts on Thursday. Friday night, I got the Madison Capitals. And then Saturday, broadcasting the Chosen Few MMA uh, Fighting Championships, which, by the way, D, I don't see you there anymore. Yeah, we used to happened? see you at MMA all the time, and you were there with Danger and all the rest of the Midwest family people, and now you don't show up anymore. What gives? Ah, uh, my weekends are so crazy now. So I know, like this weekend we're camping. It's our first like. She's got she's well, got a girlfriend. Is what she's saying. That's what it is. Up. Yep. Yeah. Shut up, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, we're no. camping, but usually I have I had a horse stuff stuff for my horse that mm. I had to get done on the weekends and stuff, and then it's just it just sucks your whole weekend. 
I'm so sad and I'm sorry and I'll do better. I will go. Yeah, I loved having you there. I mean, you guys were yeah. like the table right behind me. And so uh, while I'm actually like cage side and calling the action with Gerald Mearshart from, uh, uh, what, what do you call it? UFC Fighting Championships. He's he's awesome. By the way, Gerald, in case you don't know, he calls all the fights with me. He's he's my, my color analyst, I guess, if, if you will. He has the record for the most finishes in UFC history. And so finishes are when you don't win by decision, but you actually like choke a guy out, uh, you yeah. know, uh, yeah, so stuff like that or, or submission. He has the most in UFC history and he's been That's calling insane. fights with me for years he is he is awesome i mean he's such a cool guy um so we always love seeing him and so that's why you guys do you a should... great job too oh my god like that is not an easy gig you kill it out there it's it's impressive as hell dude it, it's so funny too because then they you know we call like a 14 fights um you know on on some of these nights and i think it's 13 or 14 on the card this time and it's hours worth of uh and talking that, and dude, fights and research like all that stuff yeah so and much. research for yeah research for these fights by the way is not easy it's not like these guys have been around for a long time some of them are amateurs some of them are in their first fight ever and you have zero information basically to go on with some these of them guys are changing the day of you know yeah yeah. Too. yeah yeah they'll end up throwing stuff at you they'll they'll change nicknames on you all all kinds of stuff and so uh, but but I absolutely love doing it I always look forward to doing it because it, it's such a great time the other thing that's really cool about it you actually see like these MMA guys before they get into the cage and like mm -hmm. outside of the cage they're like the coolest guys you would ever yeah. meet I mean they're so down to earth and just like neat guys and you know a lot of them are just trying to make it so they got like package handling jobs or they work construction and then they come in and then they're they're fighting and I'm like oh my goodness and they're just the the neatest guys I absolutely love them and by the way for those that are outside of Wisconsin and don't know the venue that this takes place in is called Monona Terrace. And Monona Terrace is right on Lake Monona. And when I mean like right on, like you walk into the building and the windows that are there, it looks like the lake is even underneath you, like you're on top of the actual lake. It is gorgeous, like downtown Madison, the Capitol building's right behind it on one side, the lake on the other side. And by the way, for people that don't know, that lake is also where Otis Redding died. He Damn died it, I was going to make a Lake joke and you took it. You stole my thunder. I, I'm sorry, I didn't. You know, yeah, that's a that's that's a big Madison yeah, legend there. His plane crashed yeah, into Lake Monona, which, by the way, now is that the lake they recently just found a canoe? canoe. A second canoe. Yeah, they so they, they, they found one that was like 1,500 or 2,000 years old, and this is supposed to be closer to like, what, 10,000 years old? I mean, something ridiculous, isn't it? Where what, Was it Lake Monona or was it Mendota where they found this? I can't set? remember which one. You're the news person, D. <laughs> Stop doing so many drugs. You're killing brain cells. You should... <laughs> You should be all over this. My goodness. I, I mean, if I if I can't ask the news person on a news story that just happened, what are you here for, D? Listen, I, I got to know. Just... News. <laughs> Very loose. Yes. The news. Yeah. The terminology, not D. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. But um, I'm finding anyways. out. Give me a second. Are you 
Yeah, so it was it was a canoe that 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 they found a Native American canoe that was at the bottom of, of Lake Monona. How they're they're finding this stuff? I, I'm not sure. They got divers going down there, or what the hell are they doing? Um, you know, I know there, there's cars at well, the you, bottom you're of it. To see more of these stories though. That's like at certain places where the water level has receded so much. You know, because Lake Mead, yeah, you know, like things are being uncovered some of the bodies that they're finding in lake mead i mean hilarious they're they're still dressed like 1970s gangster style i don't mean like hilarious <laughs> that they were murdered you know i that's to, to me that's not the hilarious part the hilarious part is that is that the polyester suits have stood the test of time in the water right. at the bottom of lake mead <laughs> like really <laughs> like like this stuff is still there you would think that it would disintegrate in a yeah, nothing see? yeah but it's, lake, see <laughs> They don't. They don't come up talking like that, Eric. You know, it's just uh, now. Now you're being insensitive, Eric. I just. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> did you find so, this story yet? You heard what we said about Ohio State fans. I don't think. Really. Yeah. <laughs> Have you found uh, this story? I, I've been stalling for you to find this canoe story. Yeah, Mendota. Mendota. Okay, so it was Mendota. Yeah, one Mendota, was by the way, thousand years old, and then one yeah. was twelve hundred years old. Okay, so 3,000 and 1,200. Lake Mendota is the biggest of the four lakes. Um, And it's where the University of Wisconsin-Madison is, like, located, like, right on that lake. So if you don't know it, just watch the movie Back to School with Rodney Dangerfield, and you will see Lake Mendota and the UW campus is in that movie. They they do. Yep, that is it. That is it on Lake Mendota. So, um, but by the way, a couple of years ago, the Big Ten Championships for rowing were held at Devil's Lake in Baraboo, oh, uh, right. which I thought was really cool. And you know who got to do the PA announcing for that one? Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. At <laughs> Devil's Lake. It's so cool. I mean, I love, I love PA announcing, and it keeps me busy as all hell. And like I said, I'm going to be busy this week. So the, the one thing that I've decided to do. The most amazing do, thing to me is that, you know, someone's paying you to talk. You know? I know, right? Like, your voice enough. And- well, what, what what they don't know, and maybe I shouldn't tell them, is that I would do it for free. Uh, just just stick a no, microphone in front right of me. Yeah, just, yeah. <laughs> I, I I love it. My my wife always says too, like she'll she'll talk about okay, so what what if we win the the Powerball? It's like okay, great. I still want to stay around Madison so I can do these PA gigs. Dude, you know? if like, I won the lottery, I would still. <laughs> if I won the lottery, I would still do my same job, but I would just like. Not even half asset, like quarter asset, and then they'll be like, "What the, what oh, yeah. the hell, dude?" I'll be like, "I mean, I could quit at any time. So, what do you want from me?" Is quarter assing a thing? Is that really? A... I, that's it. Is now. I think so. I think so. Yeah, yeah. D or, or does you, it every you, day. He quarter asses shows. <laughs> you, you would know. Would, would you still Own be getting up in. at like four thirty in the morning to go and work with Danger if if you hit the Powerball D? No, I I probably show up at like six forty or so. <laughs> Just <laughs> nice. Wandering. Nice. Yeah. Yep. That's that's really late for morning radio, by the way, for those of you that don't know that. Um yeah. All yeah, all three well, of us have worked morning radio. Um that, that would be like sleeping in. Um so yeah. anyway. V- I learned it from La Movida. They always show up late. And they don't even by care. The way, and I'm like I love La Movida. I know. La movida, donde si la mueves, and uh, yeah. they actually <laughs> freaking good. 
I I told Randy that I want to do Spanish voiceovers, and I would love to do the liners for for La Movida. I don't think he took me seriously, but I think I would do a yeah, really good he? job at doing it because yeah. I I think I got that that Spanish kind of voice down that they use you uh, do, on those yeah. stations really well. And and La Movida, okay, here, here's a little La Movida trivia for you. It used to be on the weekends only at the station that I worked at on 100.5 FM where I did sports talk. La Movida was on on the weekends only. First, I think it was like Saturday only. Then they took Saturday and Sunday. And now La Movida's on all the time. And you could actually find it online. Yeah. A lot of Spanish. Was it like those paid blocks? Where they would like yeah, they would they would actually pay to be on, and and yeah. and Luis Luis would come in, and you know he he brokered that deal, and then he was right. out selling the advertising, and then yeah, he was doing it all. I mean, you know, so so freaking cool. So, anyways, um, that's awesome. Me, I did not know that. Yeah, we're we're doing like Madison Radio Trivia now, and Madison Trivia, that's what this whole thing has turned into. Everybody that's listening in California, I'm sure, is enthralled by this talk. I mean, yeah, I don't know about that. Kinda... <laughs> yeah, it usually Sorry. doesn't go that direction, but uh, I, I love Madison. I mean, there's actually a lot of cool stuff to talk about in Madison. It's got a cool vibe. It always has. I mean, there's so many young people in it because of the university. As well, so it always kind of stays cool. Um, and there's only what, a few uh, like murderers that come from Wisconsin, so. Yeah, we were, <laughs> <laughs> we were kind of hitting on this. You were talking about Jeffrey Dahmer and the new Dahmer series right. that's on Netflix, which my son is watching. So, so tell me about this because it's not one of like those, it, it's really not, it's not a documentary, me. is it? It's, it's like a, a it's more biopic than documentary. I, I think kind of, yeah, but I mean, I'm only yeah. like, 35 minutes in like literally just got a, a start on it before we came on to record but yeah i mean yeah, i can't remember the actor's name but dude was in like american horror story and everything so evan peters yeah that's the guy he, he was he was the, any role he has but you know no he was the good quicksilver by the way so there were two versions of quicksilver in marvel okay so one is over in the x-men universe and i think it was days of future past where he was introduced and so do you, do you know the movie at all eric like uh hmm. you know no do, do you know days of futures past like the x-men movie no, All right. there were X-Men movies and there are, yeah, there was like Final Four Anyways, stuff. Yeah. yeah, like Quicksilver's like super, Sorry, super fast, like Quicksilver. super fast to the point that he's running around a room, they're trying to shoot at him, and he's moving the bullets in midair, and he's making people punch themselves. Like the dude is so fast that he's, I mean, so fast, the bullets look like they're stopped in midair. That's how fast he's going, okay? Yet somehow in the other Marvel Universe, in the Avengers Age of Ultron, there was a Quicksilver which was played by a different actor and a different character. Hmm. I, I guess he got shot. He got shot like multiple times. And you're like, wait, which one is it? Can he move bullets or is he getting shot by a gun? Because I, I don't know which one it is. Anyways, if you watch WandaVision, they, they bring both of them back and it's actually kind of cool. And I, I'm, am I Marvel geeking out here? I'm probably Marvel it's okay. geeking. It's a, a minor I'm, role, I'm sorry. hey, you got it. I, I love Quicksilver. Quicksilver, yeah, is is the son of Magneto. And uh, do you know Magneto? Okay. No? Yes, okay. I know yeah, who Magneto right. is. You know who Magneto is because he's like Ian. Sir Ian McKellen is big in the LGBTQ community, isn't he? 
I only know people that are into the gay community. Yeah, that's it. That's all you know. <laughs> we're we're, we're going to use you for official references. Anything that is considered gay, um, lesbian, trans, you know, bi- bisexual. We're, we're just going to D for all of it because you know everybody in that community. Isn't that how it works? Yeah, that's what I do. I'm attache, you know. I do that with all with, with with all my Jewish and black friends too, you know. So uh, I, I I apologize. Friends, um, right. yeah, <laughs> not anymore, right? Uh, okay, we have got we've got a jammed full show for you today. Okay, Glenn Mercer's coming on with his rant, and so he's going to do that. And I think he's changing it up a little bit. So we're going to find out all about that. After that, we're playing a game. We haven't played a game in a while. It'll be the first time that D's going to play a game with us, and we're going to try to talk Glenn into sticking around for that as well then we got the news and a whole bunch of other good stuff in there for you so make sure that you keep it right here i guess there's nowhere really else to go it's not like a radio dial you're stuck into the real men e-plants podcast so um glenn merzer coming up next all right if you've ever wanted to show off your plant-based lifestyle and do it in style here's your chance we have some of the most amazing t-shirts hats accessories coffee mugs and more at shop.realmeneatplants.com we have statement t-shirts that will bring a smile to everyone's face i love the i want tofu tonight tea plus we have podcast teas real women eat plants gear real kids eat plants and real people eat plants just in case men women and kids didn't cover it all we love you and love that you want to show off that healthy lifestyle of yours again Check out our high-quality gear at shop.realmeneatplants.com and enjoy. Yes, indeed, it is that time of the week when we bring in our good friend, author and playwright and stand-up comedian and all of that kind of good stuff. In fact, the author of Food is Climate and Own Your Health, Mr. Glenn Merzer is here with one of Glenn's rants. Hello, Glenn. Hello, Rich, and we're going to have an unusual rant this evening uh, because what I had been thinking about lately is how difficult it is to get the world to realize as it's overheating, as a hurricane is approaching Florida, what the reason is that we're overheating. Now, we all hear about the burning of fossil fuels. That's a factor, but it's the second leading factor. The leading cause of climate change is animal agriculture. It's the fact that we eat animals and we have to grow them first, and we grow billions of them. So uh, I was on a climate panel a couple weeks ago, and I was supposed to speak for five minutes, and I hadn't prepared anything. So I ad-libbed a little play about what would happen if the creator came back to Earth and visited to try to figure out in five minutes' time what was going on. And so I ad-libbed that, and then a colleague of mine who was on the panel with me liked it, and he decided to transcribe (laughs) it, and he sent it to me. And I, uh, you know, I polished it a little bit. And then another friend of mine, Dr. Silas Rao, was at a festival in Nepal, and he staged it. So this little play has already been staged in Nepal to excellent reviews. All right, Uh, good. I don't think I've ever had a play this well-received in Nepal before. Dang. (laughs) (laughs) 
It is it, it is and hard then, to get a play, yeah, especially by someone who's a native English speaker to play well in Nepal, right? Uh, that's hard to do. Yeah, but this one yes. this one did, and then it came to New Jersey. It's kind of on tour, so uh, it went from Nepal to New Jersey, and as a playwright, just speaking as a playwright, that's the right direction. That's the direction. You want to be going with your plays from Nepal to New Jersey. So Absolutely. it played at a vegetarian festival in New Jersey, and now we're going to do it on the air. So the concept is that the creator is checking in on planet Earth uh, for the first time in 50,000 years to try to figure out what's been going wrong. And... Uh, in my mind, the creator was a she, but for today's purposes, we have Rich Reynolds playing the creator, so it's a he. Thank so you. So let's say he met with a UN bureaucrat who knows what's happening on the earth. Here's how that dialogue might go. Well, you know I haven't checked in on the Earth for 50,000 years. I was always very proud of the beautiful blue-green Earth and also very proud of you human beings. Way back in the beginning, you were already developing big brains, and I predicted great things from you. But I understand there's been a problem, and you've been overheating the Earth with greenhouse gases? Yeah, we have more carbon dioxide in the atmosphere every year. We're approaching unsustainable levels. We have more deadly storms and fires and heat. Pretty soon we won't be able to breathe. Now, I remember that I created six trillion trees that drink carbon dioxide. So what seems to be the problem? Well, we don't have six trillion trees anymore. We have just three trillion. You mean to say that you misplaced three million trees? How did you do that? Trillion. Is that trillion, because trillion created? Trillion, trillion trees. How did you do that? Is that because of this coal industry that I've heard so much about? Well, actually, the coal industry uh, hasn't cost us that many trees. Uh, sometimes we dig up a mountain; it doesn't look very nice, and we lose some trees, which usually come back. So, no, our tree loss is not because of the coal industry. Hmm. Well, is it because of the oil industry? Is that what's causing all of the tree loss? No, the oil industry doesn't cost us that many trees. Sometimes we have oil spills. We had a terrible spill in the Gulf of Mexico about 12 years ago with many millions of barrels of oil pouring into the water. It comes out in barrels. No, no, but that's just how we like to think of it. Well, that must have been very bad for the fish. I remember that I created a whole lot of fish. No, actually, it was good for the fish. When we had the big oil spill, a lot of the fish came back. Hmm, that's odd. I remember that when I created fish, they didn't drink oil. Why did you wind up with more fish when you spilled oil into the Gulf? You see, when the oil spill happened, we humans stopped fishing, so that brought back the fish. The fish may not like oil, but they like oil a lot better than they like us. Wait a minute. Hold on there. I remember that I created you humans to live in the forest. I created you as land animals, cousins to the apes, chimps and gorillas. Do chimps and gorillas eat fish? No, of course not. So why do you people eat fish? Well, it's part of our culture.
Culture. Hmm. I don't remember creating culture. You didn't. We did. So what's the purpose of culture? The purpose of culture is that when we do things that are wrong, we can still be proud of them. Hmm. So what kind of things do people do because of culture that you're so proud of? Oh, cultures have given us slavery, caste systems, racism, female genital, genital mutilation, bullfighting, cockfighting, fishing, and raising animals to kill them, as well as some nice, cute things like Irish folk dancing. <laughs> so, because of the culture, you've been eating fish. What has this done to the oceans? Oh, we've destroyed the oceans because we eat fish. All the oceans, that's about 70% of the Earth. Give or take. They're getting bigger now because of global warming. So how much of your food do you get from fish? About 3% of our food. Okay. So you've destroyed all of the oceans to get just 3% of your food. How many fish do you kill every year? Oh, trillions of them. We, we kill a lot more than we can eat because that's how nets work. The nets also kill dolphins and whales, which aren't technically fish. And we kill and eat lobsters and crabs, which also aren't fish. Anything in the ocean is fair game. We feed a lot of the fish to cows. Cows eat more fish than we do. Um, I don't remember creating cows. Right. You created oxen, but we kind of fatten them up and soften them up and turn them into cows to make them taste better. So how many of these cows do you have now? Do you have hundreds of these cows? We have 1.5 billion cows. Eating them is part of our culture. 1.5 billion. So how much of the Earth's land do cows take up? We've turned over about 37% of the Earth's land to the cows, and then another 6% we use to grow grain to feed to the cows. So uh, I'm doing the math here. That's 43% of the Earth's land that you're using just to grow cows? That's right. They weigh about 1,600 pounds each, so they have to eat a lot of grass on top of the fish and the chicken manure and whatever else we can feed them. You feed chicken manure to cows. It's called recycling. Okay. So 43% of the beautiful land on earth is for the cows. Is that what happened to the three trillion trees? Right. We had to chop down the three trillion trees and burn all the vegetation when we gave 43% of the earth's land to the cows. So I guess you must get most of your food from all these cows you eat and all the other animals you eat. No, just 12%. Huh. So you're telling me you're destroying the planet I created in order to get only 12% of your food. Plus some very nice leather couches. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and you do this because of this culture thing? Yes, we do this because, you know, that's our culture. Have you considered getting rid of culture? Can't. The tourist industry depends on it. Every culture is a little bit different. People find that very charming, but most of them eat cows. You know, I remember that I created you people to get hungry when you look at an apple. Do you get hungry when you look at a cow? Of course not. Nobody gets hungry when they look at a cow. Mm, isn't that a clue? 
Respectfully, you didn't create us to be a subtle species. You know, it's a little astonishing that you would turn over 43% of the land just to grow these cows that you eat. We, do, we don't only eat them. We also drink their milk. Wait, you've got to be kidding me. Baby humans drink the milk of cows. Not just the babies, adults too. All right, you're, you're pulling my leg, right? No, I'm dead serious. Do people have schools? Any education at all? Yes, we do. And the textbooks in those schools are a proud part of our culture. <laughs> there we go again. And so I'll bet the textbooks encourage you to eat cows and drink their milk. You're catching on quick. Now, I'm God. That's you know what I do. But doesn't it make you people fat and sick to eat 1,600-pound animals and drink their lactation? You don't know the half of it. We spend all the money we make on doctors, and we fight about who should pay for it. So... Why on God's, well, why on my earth do you keep doing this? I told you already. Culture. Right. I was under the impression that when I created evolution, that you were evolving really big brains. Yeah, big enough to create culture, not quite big enough to figure out what's wrong with it. So we're kind of stuck in between. And now the Earth's atmosphere is overheating. Yep. And you tell each other that it's because of burning fossil fuels instead of the truth, that it's because of what you've done to the oceans and to the land. Yep, because the fossil fuel industry isn't part of your culture. Right. Nobody really celebrates gas stations, but food. That's part of your culture. Right. Can't question that. I see your problem. Thank you for understanding. Yeah, you're idiots. And that concludes this little play. So I think, I think I've think i proved that the creator in five well minutes' done. time could figure it out. Come on. That's one hell of a table read from a guy going into it pretty damn cold. I think you, right? Think oh, my goodness. Holy cow. Some acting chops right there. Even overacting in the right places. I even improvised a couple of lines. I, I tell you, man, I'm feeling pretty good about it, Glenn. Well, I think it was, you know, stunt casting. Uh, <laughs> but we got away with it. That was that was the best received play in Asia since Simple Jack, um, and it's, <laughs> it went I, over I, well in Nepal. Uh, yeah, it, it must have, and so a, a lot of things go over there. They got cliffs and stuff. I heard. So um, yeah, ex excellent job, Mister Perzer. As always, thank we you, Mister Creator. It. Yes. <laughs> I'm glad that I created you to create that right there. Um, I, I just hope. Do you have in your audience a lot of Broadway producers? Yeah, I will. We'll see, right? Won't we? We'll, we'll, we'll know by. <laughs> we will know soon, Glenn. Um, stick All around. Right. We got. By the way, more hijinks coming up next, right here on the Real Men <laughs> E Plants podcast.
All right, here at the Real Men Eat Plants podcast, we need your help, and so does Paul's party. Being a brand new podcast is trying to get its footing. We are asking that you help support our pod by going to our podcast page at realmeneplants.com slash podcast and click the support button. When you do, not only are you helping us get our feet on the ground, you are helping to support Paul's party, a 501.c charity that raises money to help kids with physical disabilities get equipment to have some fun in their lives. Two great causes, one easy support button. Again, please find us at realmeneatplants.com slash podcast or on Patreon when you type Real Men Eat Plants into the search bar. Thanks for your support and for helping Paul's party. Come along to play my game. It's as silly as can be. Useless facts about healthy snacks. Are you smart as me? Your IQ won't help you in this battle of our wits. Chocolate chips and cinnamon sticks. What will it be? Yes, indeed. That was brand new music from the very talented and very weird, the great Harissimo, who is chiming in with our theme song tonight because we haven't played a game in a while. It's game time here on the Real Men E-Plants podcast, and we have our biggest group of gamesters ever. We have Eric Rogers, who's been doing it since day number one, and a couple of new gamers coming in here. Let's go. Biznatch <laughs> is playing her first game, and also Glenn Merzer hanging out with us after doing his play slash rant is going to give it a go for game night tonight okay tonight's game is just all straight vegan trivia and when i mean vegan you'll know exactly what i mean by question number one now again the way that we play you got to give an answer between one and 100 it's all numbers if you end up getting the answer right on the head you will get a five point deduction lowest score is going to end up winning okay question number one and again it can't get more vegan than this the term vegan was coined how many years ago? The actual term vegan was coined how many years ago? Between 1 and 100. So it wasn't the 1900s. All right. Everybody locked in has an answer written down. Uh, we're gonna go. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna go. Ladies first. So Eric, your answer you had. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> boy, cheap shot. Um, yeah, Eric. Anyways, your answer. See how we're, it's we're gonna, gonna be. Yeah. Uh, we went with uh, twenty-five, and I'm not sure if there's like modern versions of veganism terminology, but. Just the straight term vegan. Yikes. D. What are you thinking? The big V I said for D. Forty-three. Forty-three for D. That is not her age, by the way, just her Thank IQ. You. No. Um, wow. <laughs> He's sitting everybody tonight. <laughs> I'm never coming out here again. I don't know what so the hell is wrong with he me plays tonight, God, man. and then yeah. all of a sudden he has to. <laughs> That's how it works, right? All right. Um, so God now complex. it is Glenn Merzer. You got to, to hear the other two answers. How long ago was the term vegan coined? Well, I happen to know the answer. 78 years, three months, and four days. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Get out. <laughs> Whatever. Pretty, pretty exact. The correct answer, by the way, this was coined by Donald Watson in uh, England back in 1944, meaning that the term vegan was coined 78, 78 years ago. 78 years, oh my goodness. three months, and four days ago. <laughs> 
Thank you very much, oh, ladies my and gentlemen. I, I, I give up, so. <laughs> That's some bullshit. Do you, do you know the actual day that it was it was done? I remember that he was having uh, pasta on, uh, it was, um, I think it was June uh, 15th of that year. And he turned to his wife and he said, you know, this meal is vegan. And then he said, holy cow, I came up with that word. So that's what happened. And that was it. Hmm. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's that's pretty damn uh, impressive that you know that. But again, yeah. so you guys are going up I against didn't, the I didn't want to tell you the time like... of day because I didn't want to seem like a show up. <laughs> it was, course, it was yeah. enough that you were showing off. Okay. Question number two. On average, a plant-based diet burns calories what percentage faster than the standard American diet. So how much faster are you going to burn a calorie on average if you are following a plant-based diet? Your body loves it. It's going to chew up some calories a little bit faster or a lot faster than the sad, the standard American diet. Eric Raja. What you got up there? Oh my gosh! Well, we just, yeah, Glenn's going to give us the answer at the end. But I'm going with thirty-five percent faster. Thirty-five for the guy wearing the colors of a John Deere tractor. Next up, we got D Biznatch. Yep. <laughs> I said hey, we're all tied for first. Thirty-eight percent for Miss yeah. Biznatch. All right, love it. And Glenn Mercer, give us the answer I, now. I, I said yeah. thirty percent. Glenn's going to go with 30%. You guys are all a little bit high and giving maybe the nice. diet a That's little a bit. <laughs> <laughs> a little too much credit. Um, yeah. 16, 16% would be the answer on that one. So let me go ahead and tally up some scores here. All right. And we're on to question number three. Um, approximately how many animal lives does one vegan spare every year? Oh, wow. So going vegan, you get to save some animals, especially cows, pigs, and chickens. On average, how many does one vegan spare per year? How many animals get to live because you decided not to now, eat wait them? Wait a minute. Are, are we including when I stop for squirrels? No, <laughs> we're not. We're not including you that. You hit those. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. You actually get five points more when you do hit a squirrel. No, um, it just just don't hit possums. They eat ticks, and I hate ticks. So yeah. let's let's keep them alive. So all right, um, Mitta Raja, what you got? Uh, gosh, yeah, I think I'm gonna go with a higher number based on the fact that you are, uh, you know, there's a lot of different animals involved with, like the farming of it and agriculture. So we're gonna do. 72. 72. Okay, that's something yeah, to dance D, shut to. Yeah, D, shut your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> D, what you Leave got? me alone. <laughs> okay, well, I did not. I'm not as high as Eric is, clearly. Uh, but I said six. Because cows six. are pretty big, and I don't think really a person can eat more than one cow in a year. And then, so what's the rest of it? Like, you're not eating, who eats a whole turkey and a whole chicken? So I figure 
Cows are big. Chickens are small. Dude, how many chicken wings do people eat when they go out? All right. For like every one. Yeah. You know, for every, what is it? Is it four? So it'd be like two paddles and two wings kind of a thing. All right. That would be two full wings. That's one dead bird. For every four that go down, right. I mean, there's dead birds associated with that. So I don't know, man. That that might be a little low. Glenn Merzer. I have 1,525. <laughs> That's too much, dude. That's way too much. Be one well, one in 100. That I'm creating other vegans. You're right. <laughs> One in a hundred. Give me a number, Glenn. Otherwise, we're, we're we're throwing this out here. Oh, that's right. It's between one and a hundred. So I'll say yes. eighty-eight. Eighty-eight is his answer. Glenn's going to give some ground back. Uh, none of you were right on this. Thirty. Thirty, by the way, Dang is it. the number that we were looking for. So, Glenn, thirty was my answer to the one. last question. Yeah, if you would have done it again, you would have been that there. At all? <laughs> You get as much credit as I have when I try to buy a house. It's zero credit. Um, Okay. We are halfway through this game. We are on to question number four. Um, What percentage of farm animals spend their entire lives on factory farms? All right. So I'm not talking about the birds and the bees and the trees. I'm talking about farm animals that live on farms. How many of them actually spend their entire life on a factory farm? What percentage of farmed animals are factory farmed animals? The United States or the world? That would be, that's actually a good question. I got that question. Partial credit. Yeah, it's off a British website that I got it off of. So I'm going to guess the world. Um, All right. So. Uh, that's that's what I'm putting there. So again, it's not all animals in totality. So we're not taking like safari type animals. We're not talking about the gazelles out in the in, in the savannas and stuff like that. We're talking about farmed animals. Okay. So Eric, uh, what percentage of farm animals spend their entire life on factory farms? I think because uh, the fact that there's a lot of little farms around there, maybe the number of factory farms isn't quite as high. So I'm going to go with a uh, thirty. Going with 30. All right. 30 seems to be a popular number tonight. D Biznatch. I said 65%. Not 69. 65. Huh? Going a lot not higher. 69 because I'm not 12 years old, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> I've given the number 69 before. The answer. <laughs> You have. You've given it on yeah. multiple occasions. Uh, All right. Um, the, the adult in the room is Glenn Merzer. Glenn, what is the number? What? Well, it'll be different if it's the U.S. versus the world, but I said 95. Glenn is very, very close, according to this website um, that, that was looking right, at, man. believe it, world numbers. 99% of Dude. all farmed animals are in factory farms. So you got to think, even when there's like small farms and they have small numbers of animals, they're dwarfed by these industrial farms, and it really is kind of a, of a scary thing. So Glenn taking a... A healthy lead, then I am guessing. Can I just now stop with that. playing because I can't catch up? <laughs> we go to question number I'm going five. For the high score. <laughs> you're, you're still in this, man. You need a couple negative fives, is what you need. Uh, question five. Now, this is in trillions, okay? In trillions with a T. How many gallons of fresh water does animal agriculture use? This is around the world. Fresh water in trillions of gallons. How much is used by industrial animal agriculture? 
Well, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna need a little bit, Rich. I'm gonna need a little more time to do the calculations. It's it's a huge number, but it's one to one hundred in trillion. A year or this is yeah, this is annually. So annually, I, okay. I, I apologize that that's not clear. Annually, how much is used by animal agriculture? Fresh water in Rich, trillions I go, and trillions. I want to I give my answer after Glenn. This isn't fair. Okay. All right. <laughs> So so we'll, we'll we'll go in a different order here. Why don't we go in reverse order? Glenn, you give your answer first. What do you think? Fourteen trillion. Fourteen trillion, according to Glenn Merzer. All right. So now, Dee, are you going next, or do you want Eric to go next? Seeing as you're now calling the shots of this game, I'll go next. I'm going to say <laughs> okay. fifteen trillion. Fifteen trillion. I, I didn't know if she was going to go with fifteen or thirteen. I really. So she uh, she's doing it. like the uh, like the uh, Price is Right thing, where you go one <laughs> over. You know, um, <laughs> Eric right, Rogers. Well, I'll just give my Mister Irrelevant answer. So there you go. Sixty nine. <laughs> yeah, I had to. I, I tell you what, sixty nine is the best, man, and um, it's also so the best answer. Yeah. <laughs> yes, because it is 76 trillion wow. gallons of fresh water are used worldwide for industrial animal agriculture. By the oh way, you do, you do realize there would be no more freshwater problems for anybody. Everybody would have copious amounts of drinking water and showering water. We wouldn't have to hear about you got to take short showers or can't water your lawn or any of that. 76 trillion gallons of fresh water would do the trick for the entire world and then some. So, all right, that is that is an amazing, staggering number. Last one. Question number six. Here we go. If I used 10,000 gallons of that fresh water, how many pounds of beef can I produce with that 10,000 gallons of fresh water? This is like process. So, yeah. So, like, if I'm going to make a pound of hamburger... Or two pounds, or three pounds, or 50 pounds, or 75 pounds. How many pounds of burger, just beef, can I make if I use 10,000 gallons of water? So that is what I'm looking that for was, right there. Who, who mm, wants to go first? Would anybody I, like to I'll volunteer? Go first, I'm going with one. He, and Glenn's going to go with one pound for 10,000 gallons of water. All right. Who's up next? Who likes it? Who's got something? I said sixty-nine, Rich. Sixty-nine. Copy. All right. Now you. Now you guys are just being childish. Uh, yeah. Might have to <laughs> scold you with the voice of God coming in or something like that. By the way, God has a wonderful sense of humor. Uh, you you could tell. Um, and God's a mean Eric? kid with a magnifying glass on the hill. He, not he the might ants. be at times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Eric, what you got? All right. I went with ten. Ten. All right. Glenn was by far the closest. It takes 2,500 gallons of water to get a pound of beef. So 10,000 gallons of water would give me four whole pounds of beef. I don't think I need to do all of the calculations here. Our winner is the ringer. Glenn Merzer takes home the victory tonight. Nice He's job, got to. Glenn. He's well, got to be. Yeah. Yep. I, I still have the same question. What the hell do I win? Yeah, you just <laughs> you got you it. You've already job, got it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there it is. 
<laughs> exactly. So, all right. Uh, great job by all you guys, and hopefully fun was had by all. Speaking of fun, we got the news with D coming up next. Welcome to Shilor Select. The whole system will be ready in a few minutes. Take your seat and enjoy. Everyone has a story that's built on thousands of hows, whys, and whats. Join myself, Chris Sheeler, as I dive into how people live their lives, why they do what they do, and what goes through their mind while they do it. If you love learning and what makes people tick, my podcast, Sheeler Select, has you covered. New episodes every Monday. Find it on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, or just anywhere you get a podcast. She's a mom with vegetables. She's so delectable. The cows and pigs, she set them free. Can't you see? She's a hot chickpea. Veggie stew, just for you. Sit on down, there's these or two. Yeah, the great Harissimo making two appearances on this podcast for the first time ever, as that music means. It is news time indeed with the one and the only D Biznatch. What's going on, D? Thank God. How are you? <laughs> Thank me. That's right. He's God, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. I, I've played I many roles in now. life, but yeah, I never got to play God before. So I thought that was kind of fun, actually. If I was God, uh, man, oh man, I wouldn't be here right now. I got to tell you that. <laughs> but anyways, right, exactly. Let's 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 hear um, some of that wonderful news. What's going on out there? Let's do it. Um, so there's um a new vegan frozen foods brand out strong roots it's called and it's the first vegan frozen uh, foods brand to add a carbon footprint label to their packaging hmm. so think about like when uh, they first started putting like nutrition information on the labels of cans and everything like that so they're doing this with their carbon footprint and and hope that consumers will see it and it'll help them make a better decision as to what to buy because like and it's so funny because I go through this uh, with my coworker a lot, because he always talks about almond milk, and I'm like, "Do you know how many gallons of water it takes to make uh, almond?" And he's all like, "Oh, seven gallons, I know." So I think it does the guilt factor, especially for those of us that were raised Catholic, and the the Catholic guilt goes very far. And absolutely, I'm guilty every day when I wake up. You know, I mean, first there was original sin. There's also morning sin for me. I mean, I just know I'm a sinner as soon as I wake up and I'm guilty of something. And if I don't know what it is, I'll just turn over and ask my wife what I'm guilty of and she'll tell me. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. Yep. Oh, I can make up stuff. I can feel guilty about stuff I didn't have nothing to do with. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you, you got a girlfriend. You know how it is. <laughs> I do. I do. She's very nice. Helps me to not feel yeah, guilty. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah, and she's nice because she's your girlfriend. They're all nice when they're girlfriends, <laughs> and then you, then you marry them, and uh, it's yeah. it's a different person. Yes, is that true? I, do you really want your wife to come after you? Is that what you're doing right now? No, no, no. no. <laughs> I do. <laughs> 
I, I, well, I talk all the smack around her. Yeah, a lot of it is is pretty true. I, I, I know a I lot of guys them. that are married. It, it, you know what the, the, the funniest thing was? I remember a few years after I got married, and it's not like things were going badly, but I went to my dad and I said, Dad, why didn't you like try to talk me out of this? You know, like, uh, you know, I, I, I could still be single and having fun and doing all that kind of stuff. He goes, I did. I did try to talk you out of it. You didn't listen. And I don't think a lot of guys want to listen in that position. And so that's what ends up happening. So now whenever anybody comes up to me and says that they're getting married, my first question is always why. Right. You know, it, yeah. Why? Well, what, divorce you, is more expensive than marriage. So it is. Think but about be, that. You know what, though? It's not a bad question. Like, like, you know, why is a really good question for being married? And what I don't want to hear is, well, I love her. Well, it's got to be more than that, man. Yeah. Because if it's not Bomb more than that. ass. <laughs> I don't even yeah, this, you know. Yeah. <laughs> something. Yeah, it, it, it ain't going to work. So, wait, wait, hold on a second. We were talking about, like, vegan ice cream or something, weren't we? Or we right. Back Carbon up. free. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. <laughs> That all marriages either end Rich in just divorce really or needed death. to get that so, out there. I did. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. So the label <laughs> highlights the carbon equivalent of the greenhouse gas emissions spent in the product's creation, transportation, use, and end of life, and is measured in grams or kilograms of carbon. That information is meant to help consumers who are aiming to minimize their ecological footprint and perhaps even give a marketing boost to products that are more environmentally friendly than others in the same category. And for me, who really, I like to focus on local buying, um, this, it would be great if eventually we could get to it, to the local stage, because I think once people see how much just transportation is affecting the carbon footprint of these products. I think that'll make them focus more towards maybe picking up a CSA in their area and helping to support these amazing local farmers that have fantastic produce and everything else that you could possibly want. Um, By the way, so I yeah, apologize. So yeah, I apologize ahead of time. So for dinner tonight, I had a, uh, a chili that I ended up making up is black bean and bulgur chili. And um, it's got like... Bulgur, bulgur, I said, and um, I'm sure I'm going to be adding to the greenhouse gas emissions this evening. So, yes. so your wife will love <laughs> Oh God, <laughs> this is probably why my wife hates me. You know, just uh, you know what, you know what? Though, all right, almost 25 years of marriage, I've never pulled the Dutch oven on her, not one time. That well, is pretty astounding, right? Day, like not while she was awake. Anniversary? Never. I've never pulled the Dutch oven on her. Um, and it, she, she returns the favor by being a secret shitter. Um, I seriously <laughs> never know when she goes to the bathroom. It, oh it, it's God. not a thing. Yeah. I mean, it's, I've, I've heard her fart once and she was pregnant and she felt so embarrassed about it. I and mean, we're talking about 25 years of really? being around this woman. Yes. <laughs> I just don't know how that's possible. You, you know how alien, bro? <laughs> no, I, I kind of think I kind of think that that she's like an angel, isn't it? Like in Dogma, where like uh, Salma Hayek doesn't have any genitals, or uh, she doesn't have a, a bunghole, or I mean, she just well, like angels. Angels don't have those things. I'm guessing maybe, but I, she she has to have the genitals. I know that for sure. We're gonna get her. <laughs> yeah, we, we we are gonna get. She she's just really careful about passing gas. Why don't why, why don't we just say that she's she's a secret shitter. Uh, and I then dated D who takes pictures on the toilet. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah, I'm the total opposite. But yeah, previous to that, I dated this guy 
yeah, like two years we were together, I want to say, and I would not crap at his house. I would figure out some reason to leave, and I would, like, walk down the road. That poor Dairy Queen. Oh, my Queen, God, that's so down much the road effort, saw though. some damage, dude. <laughs> So much effort, nothing. I remember, like, like when I first started dating, you know, like, like when you're a teenager and you're over, like, at a girl's house or something like that. Like, I didn't even want to pee loudly when I went to the bathroom, you know. Like, <laughs> I, I, I didn't want any reason for her to think that I was like her dad or her brothers or something. So I'm like, right. okay, what, what am I gonna do here? But I wasn't gonna squat. So you kind of do like that, that thing where you kind of hit the, the the side of the bowl so it's not loud right, yeah, and that's, you oh know, yeah. <laughs> I seriously remember doing this at at, oh, at a girl's house. Yeah, Dude, I mean, but there is there is nothing worse than taking a duke and like it doesn't flush, and then you're no, like, god. oh my god, and, and you're now, at someone's house, right? Panic. Yep, yeah. I did it. I did it at my best friend's house, and I just left. <laughs> <laughs> I just Come left on, man! You can't do that. That's he didn't not right. Oh my goodness, dude! I love that's, it. That, <laughs> that's the Never wrong move, you over, man. Dude, ever. <laughs> you you have to suck it up then and say something. At least it was your best friend. It wasn't like a girlfriend's yeah. house. I mean, that would be oh, the worst. Okay, that would no longer. That's our poop talk probably. for the day for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, we are we are required to talk about poop at least once per show, and so we we just got it all out right there. Nailed that it. was our movement. Yes. Um, all right, so oh, yeah, there we go. There's that story. Let's move on. I gotta find my other tabs. All right. Yeah, yeah. Um, Hopefully, we got more. I love news. that idea yeah. though a lot. Okay, so have you guys talked about uh, Chris Paul and his vegan foods that he has? A little bit, yeah. Yeah, it was okay. just a little bit. I think he came out with like some vegan snacks or something. Is that what he's doing? Uh, Chris yeah. Paul, by the way, who plays for the Phoenix Suns and. Um, is really good at basketball and makes the best State Farm commercials out of any athlete that's ever been in a State Farm commercial. Chris Paul makes the best State Farm commercials. Eric, I don't understand why. Why? I thought you were going to. I thought you were going to argue for Aaron Rodgers making better State Farm commercials than. No. Okay. All I need is all I needed for him to take me deep in the playoffs and finally freaking win another one. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. he might. Um, all right, so he Chris Paul, uh, renowned point guard. Now he's a plant-based entrepreneur. Um, the vegan snack line via GoPuff is called Good Eaten. So Good Eaten. Uh, he's pretty vocal about his vegan lifestyle. Um, he switched out three years ago. Rach, didn't you switch your, your three years ago too? Yeah. There are a lot of people on this three-year mark, and it coincides with the Game Changers on Netflix. And so guys watch that movie, and they're like, hell yeah, I'm going vegan, man, because, I mean, there's a lot of freaking testosterone-laden stuff in that movie. It really is. It speaks to men, and especially men who are around sports or athletes and stuff like that. My son is plant-based. I'm plant-based. And a lot of it started because of the Game Changers, which, by the way, Holy crap, I screwed up maybe today. I got an email from James Wilkes, who is like the producer and main star oh, in that yeah. movie, an MMA fighter, and he was supposed to be on, on our podcast like a month ago, and I just got an actual email from his agent today saying, hey, James is ready to do the interview now, and so uh, we, we got to reschedule that. So I'm very excited. Yeah, James Wilkes is going to be coming on, onto the program, and also Damian Mander, who was in that movie, is going to be on the show. We've already had Dotsie Bausch on the show, who is totally badass. I mean, uh, the, the Game Changers is, is brilliant. 
brilliant and really was a game changer for me and a lot of people. And I'm guessing that's probably where CP3 kind of said, yeah, I could do this too, is, is when he watched that. Sure, that makes sense. That totally makes sense. So um, he's going to have um, different savory stuff as well as sweet stuff. So hot, hot puffs, which are you guys into the super flaming Yummy. hot stuff at all? Yes, I'm a big time wimp, so no. Yep. I mean, I like I, I, too I, spicy for you, Eric. I love you see anything how white that's... I am, D. <laughs> Freaking Irish I love Canadian and shit. <laughs> D, I love anything that's flaming. I think potatoes are spicy. Well, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, uh, cinnamon sugar mini donut puffs, nacho cheese tortilla chips. I assume those are supposed to be like the Doritos, right? Um, yes. Big dill ranch tortilla chips, cookies and cream popcorn, uh, barbecue popcorn, and then uh, classic barbecue porkless rinds. Yeah. I, I read about that and I'm thinking to myself, how the hell do you make porkless, porkless pork rinds? rinds? Right, you know, like 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 pork rinds is like pork skin, you know, and it's just fried and then they season it up. So, but how do you do it without the pork skin? So right. they have to have something that I guess tastes close to it, which is which is cool because I think pork rinds got me through the army. Tofu skin, uh, they really did. I loved it. Yeah, tofu skin. Uh. <laughs> that doesn't sound good at all. Actually, doesn't sound good at all. I love I love tofu, but that that just sounds wrong, Eric. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so that should be out. It, was, it launched on the 14th, so we should be seeing it in stores. Um, I haven't really browsed the vegan aisle for that yet, so I don't know. Maybe it's out. Maybe it's Check out. It out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's Got time all I for one more? Today. That's all you have? Oh, okay, fine. That'll work for us. I, I tell you what, great job by everybody today. D is so happy that you sat in with us. I always love uh, when you are here. And you can find out all about us by visiting realmeneatplants.com. Go ahead and click on that and you will find all of us and a support button. Hit that support button to help not only the podcast but Paul's party as well. Take the 30-day challenge while you're there. Read the blogs. Go on our YouTube channel and find us all over social media as well. Great job, guys. We'll do it Thank again. Yeah, real soon. Yeah. All right. So uh, thanks for listening as well for everybody. Remember, like and subscribe. We need Give us more the subscribers. Clicks. Let's go. Yeah, do it now. Yep. See ya.